0: Hi, welcome to the real estate roundtable where we discuss all topics real estate. I'm Nick Aruns. Hey, and I'm Steve Crowley. I'm Darren Shepard, and I'm Jimmy Reed, and we're your hosts. Hey, I'm Jimmy Reed with the Reed team, and we are here at our real estate roundtable. And I'm here with Lel Huddleston. She's my production partner. But let's pretend you're not my production partner for this, okay? Just okay. I'm going to be That's asking good. you gen- general <laughs> questions, right? So, what is a production partner? Let's just call it a real estate assistant or, you know, um, a growing realtor, you know? Yep. So, as opposed to a solo realtor out there trying to figure it out, right?
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, let's start by telling everybody um, how long have you been licensed? Well, let me back up before that. Why did you want to get in real estate? How long have you been licensed? And how did you find your way to the routine?
1: Okay, so my my story will resonate with quite a few people. Uh, I was a stay-at-home mum for about two, three years, obviously during the pandemic, raising the little ones, making sure that they were, you know, getting their all of their education done and things like that. Um, and, but really did want to get back into the workforce, so I um, began studying for my real estate license just after the you know the school uh, resumed. And, um, you know, I reached out to Jimmy, uh, coincidentally, Jimmy was a, well, you were my, my, my realtor of choice, you Mm -hmm. know, moved here from the UK in 2012, Mm -hmm. purchased a home in 2015 and you were my realtor when I purchased that home.
0: Right.
1: Super impressed. I, I believe how many, um, transactions did you do in 2015?
0: Oh gosh, Until let let's see, two thousand fifteen, I probably did 65, sixty-five, seventy. I think it was closer to eighty. Eighty, okay. Yeah, yeah so yeah, right. Uh-huh. I had
1: absolutely no idea that you were transacting and performing at that high level. Right. Um, cool, calm, collected. Um, super impressed with you know how how you reacted with me and um, put me at ease as a as a new first time buyer. So great job. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when uh, we decided to sell our home and, you know, move up to a larger home, of course, reached out to you, no question right. that I would do that. And um, again, great transaction. Just felt that um, I wanted to learn more from you. Mm. I reached out to you and Remember. I said, I want to go back into um, the workforce. My my little ones are, you know, starting to s- join preschool into first grade. And uh, right. I was I was like, I... I have three options here. One, yeah. having been an art teacher back in the UK, right. uh, I was interested in potentially going to home staging, mm-hmm. or yeah, oh. or into interior design, mm-hmm. or potentially follow your lead and mm-hmm. get my real estate license. I
0: remember that when you reached out to me. In fact, I introduced you to one of our designer stagers at the time.
1: Yep, Sherry at the Wall Stage team.
0: Yep, and yep. yeah, and then we, uh, and then you know, I just remember trying to figure out how you're going to navigate this. That's m- always my question for, you know, people in general, let alone moms. Yeah. Right? So, but what I know is that a mom can do, you know, a mom that's determined can do a lot more than the average person. And yep. I'm not just saying that, it's the truth, you know, um, talking about spinning plates and nobody really, <laughs> juggles well or nobody multitasks well but moms do it pretty yep, good.
1: I can vouch I, for that. Yeah yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but absolutely. I remember even the
0: home first home that I sold you you were showing me during the walkthrough and we are gonna list it you did all these really cool things I'm, I'm thinking who did you pay to do this and you're like nope I did it. Yeah, right, yep.
1: always always been a hard worker. Right. Um. Don't like to sit idle. So as soon as I knew that my kids were ready to right. leave the nest as sorts, I was like, Well, what am I going to do? Right, I right. want to keep up this momentum. Mm. And you said, Hey, I recommend you get the real estate license. Mm-hmm. You can use that in in the other two options: home That's staging true. and interior design. It's going to be a useful resource for you. So true. I, you know, went online, got the course, started right. it. A, loved it right loved it found all the content super you went
0: you went through it really quick I I did I I, yeah I powered through it so
1: basically I um got my real estate license in August of 2021 so I've only been licensed like 10 months okay Okay.
0: so, so I think you've answered everything on your why yep um when you're licensed so 10 months yep it seems like a lot longer than that it to me, really does right? uh, yeah it really does right. but that's the difference when you're a part of a lot of transactions yeah and a lot going on yeah right so and then you've all and then so but listen you didn't choose with, without naming other things or other people um you didn't choose the read team right away i or at least that was my perspective of it now part of that was that was that you know, did I miss something? You know, I'll be honest. I don't <laughs> care who's watching or whatever. Was it something that I didn't follow up with or I wasn't ready or you weren't direct enough? What What do you I, think it I was? Think,
1: I think, to be honest, I wasn't direct enough. I okay. knew that I wanted to work with your team. Okay. Um, but, you know, I did want to keep my options open. Um, so, yes, I reached out to a handful of agents, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in Orange County. Right. And, um. Yeah, I did some work experience. That really helped. I did some work experience for a month at another real estate company. um, Had a great experience with them. uh, But I felt that I was going to be helping them start, you know, building their business. And really, at my age and the place that I was in in my career, I Mm. really didn't want to start from scratch. I wanted to go into a team that already had everything established, all the systems like Mm. ClickUp and Mm. Um, follow-up boss I wanted all of that already in place Mm -hmm. utilized everyone understood how it works and then I just jump in and off I go Mm -hmm.
0: got it yeah yeah so I recall when you so I just wanted to see if you and I remembered it the same way I recall when you got really direct with me
1: yeah
0: right and then I immediately I'm like okay boom right let's let's get this going That's what it takes. But isn't it true? Let's, let's set real estate aside for a minute, like being in the business. So let me, let me just sidebar. If you're watching this or you're you're listening to this and you know somebody that you would like to be able to work with, the lesson I think would be be direct because people that are busy and people that are movers and shakers, and they're just crazy busy, they think a lot. They're not always able to just say they don't have time. Like if I stop or even make eye contact, it's going to be 10 or 15 or 20 minutes, right? Even today, getting here to, mm-hmm. to do this podcast, I was an hour late because of all those reasons. Yep. So I would encourage you just to be super direct. Just be super, super direct. It, it, you know, uh, sometimes you perceive that the person's too busy or we're afraid of being rejected. You know, Um what I know is most successful people or teams or organizations, they love people that are direct even if they have no experience. If you're tenacious and you want what you want and you're going to go after it and you're coachable, They're now all of a sudden they're listening. Mm-hmm. You're the only one in the room. Yeah, Because what you need to know is most people don't do that. But I recall saying, okay, hey, well, let's talk. Let's rock and roll. And I think the... You know, it's, I can't believe it's only been 10 months. But I think that, you know, history has proven itself. Uh, your time on the team and your growth, you don't seem like, like a 10-month uh, agent. You seem more like a 10-year agent to me and to so many other people on the team. But I, I think, what do you think that comes from? When your confidence level is you're not even the same person when it comes to, you're the same human. You have the same yeah. heart. We love, everyone loves Lel. Clients love Lel. Um, what do you think that comes from?
1: Well, I think there was a hesitation at the beginning. You you know, I I wasn't convinced I knew everything. Obviously, I was brand new. not expected to know everything. But to put yourself in front of a client, a potential buyer or seller, and and feel like you don't have that knowledge base petrified me. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to come into a team which really had – a really good culture where, you know, you felt like you could approach the other team members and, you know, ask their advice, but also just oversee what's happening in the office mm. and kind of learn vicariously through them, how they handle different situations. Kay. So at the very beginning, I had a, a cubicle just, you know, behind this wall, kind of stuck in the corner. Uh, people would forget that I was even here. And I
0: think you like that.
1: I, I initially. Mean, initially, 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 right. Right? right. But then, don't um, ask me any
0: questions, please. Don't ask me any I questions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just yeah. doing my onboarding. I was, you right. know, we have um, a system called ClickUp, which um, we walked you through all of the different applications that you had to learn. Oh, so it's uh, our checklist, our transactional our checklist, checklist mm-hmm. thing that
0: keeps us on track. Yep, keeps us for, for, from forgetting things and, and makes a client experience excellent. Is what yep. we're looking yep. to do, right? So mm-hmm.
1: I kind of just kept my head down, worked through that, um, and then I. I don't know what happened. You could pr- probably just kind of <laughs> tell right. me. But, yeah, my, my confidence level, every day you walk into the office and you just don't know what's going to happen. Every day is different. Mm-hmm. You're put into different situations. And I want to say that's many much of the reason is down to you. Mm. So um, I started as an intern, then moved across to uh, becoming your production partner. Mm-hmm. And obviously you have an established past client and you get loads of referrals mm-hmm. and things like that so you are so established that you know I was able to work on so many of your deals mm-hmm. so within 10 months I've already worked on 20 deals mm-hmm.
0: right so i wow. want to say eight okay.
1: buyers 12 sellers right mm. each listing has a different scenario ones a probate probate sale right. ones a trust ones oh, a 1031 exchange that's right i don't feel that i would have been able to handle All of those different scenarios. Had I gone straight away out on, I would I would
0: argue that maybe agents that are living, you know, that that are watching this or listening to it, um, haven't done a 1031 exchange. They don't know the timelines. They don't even know what that means. Mm -hmm. You know, it sounds like some sort of board game. You know, (laughs) but it. But the truth is, when you're when you're assisting somebody that does a lot of surgeries or like a lot of coaching, because now these days, um. I try to get the team to do as much as possible, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, Darren did 72 transactions last year. Nick did 65 transactions or what what have you. But collectively, the team did, you know, closer to 200, 200 transactions. So, so I'll tell you what happened is that in order for me to be effective in all areas, I needed somebody that was committed, um, assertive, and telling me what they want.
1: Yep, I'm Um, quite happy bossing you around. Right, I love (laughs) it,
0: you know, and you're good at it, I love it. So um, part of your contract was that you could never lose your British accent. (laughs) Because it's like Siri on my, I change it. Can I have some of your water? Right, exactly. (laughs) You know, on Siri, you could actually make it a a, a British accent. I don't know if you knew that.
1: I do know that. Yeah, so
0: you can make it all kinds of things. But anyway, just to mix things up, and kind of joking, not joking. But the the key is that I think your driver... You, you, you have a big why behind you, mm-hmm. right, as a mom. Yep. And you're talented. Uh, but I, I think for anybody watching this out here, I think the takeaway to be, you know, like on our team or any other teams is get started in real estate is to be coachable, teachable, tell, be, c- communicate what you want, right? It, otherwise, they don't know. Yep. You just got to be aggressive, coachable, and show up and, you know, consistently and be studious and make tons of mistakes. Um, so you ha- have to be willing to make tons yep. of mistakes because that is the, that's the growing field. Unless you're willing to make a ton of mistakes, there is no growing. There's no growth. You hold back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yep. And so today you're in the front. Now you've taken over my, I know. my <laughs> desk, you know, I have your desk now. <laughs> right. Right. And you're in the epicenter of the office. Um, but, you know, so, so what I would say, let, let, let's digress here. for let, Let's go backwards a little bit. For people that are watching right now, right, um, you decided to join a team. In fact, just recently you had a friend who got their license and came to you and kind of asked you the same question. Exactly. It's a matter of, hey, so – because I think I, in my opinion – it's the most widely misunderstood, the real estate agent is the most widely misunderstood vocation or career out there. People have no idea. They think you just do open houses, you do all kinds of Instagram posts and you, know, you just have a cool job. It's flexible. I got into real estate to be super flexible, right? So the question I would say is this, what have you learned that you didn't know right what what are the biggest like aha you know holy crap moments you know that are that that didn't scare you away from the business where you had to pivot number 1 so a lot of people listening they're thinking about getting their license or they're just newly licensed or they're sitting in a big broker's office and they're just basically a phone in front of them at a desk and they're completely intimidated by what's going on around them but no one's offering them help other than hey here's a title rep you should go knock on a bunch of doors right what have you learned? What What would you tell what, what for people that are listening right now? What have you learned? Solo agent, yes or no? Not for me. Okay, but what What would your What would your recommendation be for most people that are getting licensed? Yeah, so it, team, solo agent, based on the statistics. What yeah, what do you think? I
1: I was very honest when my friend reached out to me you know, super excited that she, you know, just qualified, um, got her real estate license, and she's interviewing for various positions um, in and around Orange County. But, you know, it was, it was exciting that she reached out to me directly to get advice. I mean, I've only been in this industry for just under a year.
0: Right.
1: Um, she's watching my Instagram stories, you know, I'm at an inspection, I'm walking through, um, you know, very various properties, you know, showing the interior, showing how pretty the the outdoor is but then also just kind of being honest about you know successes and failures right um funny situations that i find myself in and and yes you can kind of see it from well this is super attractive and fun um but realistically it's hard yeah okay so i don't think i really knew what i was getting myself in for i got my test which you know is very you know somewhat straightforward um the the process of you know qualifying but then the next step is actually understanding how much you're going to spend your time doing this you know it's not right. a traditional nine to five job i was a high school teacher back in the uk mm-hmm. uh taught 11 to 18 year olds and that was from 8 a.m till 3 30 p.m got it uh then i went into marketing and advertising again mm-hmm. nine to five mm-hmm. could completely switch off in the evenings and at weekends and then you come into real estate and i'm answering text messages at eight 15 p.m. because you know that's when a lot of our clients are sitting down they're on zillow they're looking at various things they want to reach out schedule tours right follow up you know how did the home inspection go mm-hmm. so i don't think i really kind of knew that that was going to be the case that was that's you know I hope you guys are
0: <laughs> listening i mean this is good stuff. This gets i mean stuff. i'm brutally honest and that's, that's what i
1: said to my my friend i said you know this is not for everyone the the turnover for, for real estate agents is, is super high. It's like so 80%.
0: Minimum. That's probably you know, being nice.
1: Within at the first natio- five years. At a
0: national level, but not locally.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not in hot markets. Not New York, yeah. not San Francisco, not LA, not Orange County. You know, yep. the hot areas, it's way higher because it's much, It's the, the competition is fierce. So the question is, why is it? Is it? Why is it? Is it because people decide they don't like real estate or they can't get traction, what's the brutal truth, regardless of what they say?
1: They're not getting traction. They're not following up with people. They're not committed to, right. you know, You responding. just said all the
0: reasons why. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but the reality is they're yeah. not getting any traction. They don't know why. Yeah, You know why because you see, yeah. you know, yeah. we're professionally coached. They right? leave
1: because they, 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 you know, the steady income isn't there. Right. Um, they're used to that. And then, you know, being a 1099, like, independent contractor, it's not for everyone. You want to have that consistent, you know, right. income and, yeah. You're <laughs>
0: fading. There you go. Okay. So it's true, though. I mean, you know, they, they people want what's, you know, predictable. Yep. Real estate's not predictable. Yep. In fact, right now with the market getting a little wonky, still good, still great, still very much a seller's market. But everyone's like, whoa. Yep. And why is that? And it's mostly mostly because they're listening to sound bites or they're listening to podcasts or they're listening to some YouTuber or whatever that doesn't do a ton of transactions, that doesn't have a lot of tenure in the business, that, you know, pays attention to, you know, whether it be tea leaves or whatever, you know, on what's going on with the market instead of real data. The difference is now only after even 10 months, you only look at the data, Yep. right? You only look at the data. So I questions for you, right? So... What's harder, showing properties, or managing expectations of buyers?
1: Showing properties is is pretty straightforward. Um, obviously, managing expectations is critical, and that's something that you need to observe. You know, the the, the veterans of the business coaching you through that. People who are, you know, producing and transacting on a regular basis are obviously doing something right.
0: But what's harder? What's oh. like as a, if I'm a <laughs> if I'm a realtor, if I'm listening to this and it's I'm new and I don't know why I'm not able to convert somebody mm-hmm. for something they say they really want. Yep. Right.
1: Yeah. What's the hesitation?
0: That's the question mm-hmm. is what's harder showing properties or managing a buyer's expectations and why?
1: Managing expectations is considerably harder.
0: But why is it, and you're probably being nice, (laughs) but but why? Talk to me, tell me why. Because a lot of people listening to this don't understand that.
1: I had, um, you, you know, I've had quite a few clients who, you know, maybe one spouse is very interested in purchasing property, the other spouse is on the fence. You've got to figure out that dynamic. You also need to know the why they're buying this you know are they wanting to um you know downsize or save a bit of money or are they trying to grow their family you need to understand that understand the why remind them of the why coach them through that and also when it comes to negotiations and strategy you know i'm learning from the best in regards just to managing their expectations um with um you know purchase price and uh credits and repairs and things like that you're it's a competitive market so sometimes you're not going to get everything on your wish list
0: right why is it that no matter good market bad market it doesn't matter why is it that as human beings as realtors that we what's what is it that keeps us from telling people the truth that is going to get them what they want what what is it is it at the end of the day if we were to poll all the buyers and sellers out there all the people listening you know, and you were to door knock or stand by down at the pier with a microphone. What would what they say? They do they want to know the truth to, for them to be able to get yep. what they want to realize? You know, they may not do it at that point, but at least they want to know. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. What, what is it that keeps us from telling them that?
1: Just not, yeah. Sometimes just not feeling like it's your place, not being assertive enough, not having the confidence just to right. really come back down to that, break it down to them.
0: So you, now let's shift. Take your realtor hat <laughs> off mentally. I was your realtor. You know, I'm not passive, right? I, 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 But I think you appreciated what you said early on, and I can't re-articulate it, but what I heard is that I told you you trusted me because I told you the truth.
1: Yeah, can I use an example? Sure. So uh, when we were in the process of um, house hunting for um, our home, uh, We reached out to you and said, hey, you know, we've seen a property um, in Mission Viejo, whichever city it was. And um, you said, fantastic, let's go and have a look at it. We toured the place, loved it. It was at Mm -hmm. the beginning of the pandemic. I want to say it was in, oh, no, it was mid-pandemic. Anyway. Yeah, you were. um, We said, hey, we'd love to put an offer in in on this home. Mm -hmm. And you said, it's too late. But it it had only just started showing homes. Hmm. They'd only just had, like, the first few showings. and You were like, "But how, how are we too late? Well, you haven't got yourself prepared. You haven't got your pre-approval. You haven't got all, everything lined up. This is going to move extremely quickly. So we need to get that established so that when, you know, the next property comes up, we can pounce on it. Right. And, and there
0: was no next property on the radar.
1: Not at that moment. So I left very disheartened. Right. I was a bit frustrated with you. Right. But then what did I go and do?
0: Right, yeah, I know, (laughs) (laughs) I know. I
1: went and got myself ready. That's right,
0: and then you were ready, and then the right home that you love now Mm -hmm. showed up. But think about it, if I'm your physical therapist and you want to get back and be active again, right? Yep. Are you gonna love me for the rest of your life if I'm not willing to stand in the gap between the the, the fable you're telling yourself, the story you're Mm -hmm. telling yourself, and the truth. If I am not going to care about you as a physical therapist to get you better, to push through the pain, and I'm actually, it's probably going to hurt what I'm going to ask you to do. And I'm going to tell you to keep doing it. Right? You're never going to walk again. You're Mm -hmm. never going to run again. You're never going to hike again. And you're going to think about this and you're going to blame me probably, or be frustrated. The reality is though, if I'm the professional, I got to think less about me and care more about you. Yep. That's hard. A lot, like you said, a lot, of people, a lot of us feel like it's not our place. I would argue, and most buyers and sellers would argue, it's absolutely your place to tell me the truth, mm-hmm. right? Don't backhand me with it, right? But, you know, sometimes as needed. But the, the reality is it's, it's most of the time it's not. It's just communication. It's being honest, mm-hmm. right? And so that's uncomfortable, but it's okay to be uncomfortable, you guys, it's just uncomfortable to do it. I get it. So be uncomfortable. What's worse? Being uncomfortable for a short time so that way people can benefit for a long time? I think someone's coined the phrase, no pain, no gain, everybody likes it, right? Yep. You know, or Nike with the swoosh, just do it. These are all the same same reasons, right? No one feels like they want to do it. If you wait until you feel right, to start real estate or start doing the things that you need to do it's going to be forever and it's going to be in your your pattern of activities are going to be so infrequent that you'll never achieve that what you want to achieve that's the reason those are the reasons why the failure rate is so so high why don't why don't leaders in the real estate industry in these big you know offices why aren't they telling people, you don't have to answer, I'll say it, you know, so that way I'm the only one getting in trouble, (laughs) is because, you know, they're collecting E&O, they're paying fees, they're doing all these things, and they have numbers, and they just, you know what I mean, and there's, they think there's strength in numbers, and really the broker knows, that's why they're not, there's no strength in numbers, a smaller team of effective people that are like-minded are always going to outperform, and a, a, a big giant office of individual people, right, so, you know, it, why don't they tell them? Because those offices would be empty. And here's the other reason. Because they know that more than half the people aren't going to put in the work. They're just not going to be honest because they can't get over how they feel. I think most people would like to, and most people would like to think that they do. But you and I have had, we, let's be honest, you and I have had those conversations, and I'm like, hey, did you, did you tell them? And you're like, yeah but the only reason is it's hard
1: well for example yesterday I had I um was really umming and ahhing about a text message that I was going to send out I think I probably spent 25 minutes scripting this text message um and you just like quickly looked at it and you know made a couple of small changes and then sent it across you've done this so many times you know nearly 1600 transactions in your career so you're you know well versed at how to to handle all of these scenarios but yeah I I just was overthinking it I was trying to put it in like the sweet kind of British friendly way I should have been way more assertive and just said give us the $10,000 credit
0: Exactly. This is what
1: we're expecting. This that's is right. what. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is what they're. This is what they're. Yeah. this is what they're doing. This
1: is what needs to happen. Kind of
0: pretend like you're having some bangers and mash, and you got a pint in know. your hand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but but the reality is 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 that that's true. That's when you're really taking your eyes off of yourself, and you're actually helping people yeah, at exactly. the at, at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So, in a in a nutshell, right? There there the numbers are so high for people failing. So you've already established definitely. Don't, I, you don't recommend people go solo, try to get not everybody has an internship program. Not everybody is hiring an assistant. Yep. Right. But if you can, if you're going to sit in an office, you know, wouldn't you want to sit near the high, the highest performing agent so you can just sit there and like listen to them on the phone and yep. right, see how they operate. The more of that, the better. Right.
1: In, in the first year, how much do you, how many transactions would you anticipate a first, you know, a brand new, fresh agent right. to convert?
0: So the national average is about three and a half transactions. Okay. The the Orange County, California average is about five and a half. Depends on the data that you're looking at, five and a half, six transactions. But keep in mind, the real question is this: not how many people, how many part timers, because they were well connected in mom's groups or sports, whatever it is, surfing community, right? I'm automatically going to get six, seven, eight transactions a year. And then pretty soon after a while, unless you're really good, probably not going to get that many, Mm -hmm. right? Because now you're exposed. Now you're in this fishbowl of like, oh, yeah, he's nice, but or she doesn't really know what she's doing, right? They might still love you and be your friend, but they're going to be like, uh, no, yeah. um, you know what I mean? So
1: I, I the reason I asked about, you know, how many transactions uh, a first-time, you know, first-year agent right. would get is because I, I was mentally, you know, calculating what the benefit of going out on my own would be as a solo agent without mm-hmm. that support structure in place. Got it. Versus, you know, joining a team and maybe working under someone that is is going to be able to coach me through, I can observe them and interact with them. Right, right. Vicariously through them and basically get a master's class. Got it. And that's what I wanted. I was like, I'm going to go down the route of getting a master class, um, being exposed to all these different scenarios, and then when I've done that, you know, nearly 20 transactions that I've done with you at this point, and it's not even a year, I feel like I'll be in a way better, more assertive and confident place to actually start taking on doing my own production.
0: It's true. It's 100% true. And I would just say that your growth – Uh, Not just because your interaction with me, but with the rest of the team and the coaching and everything that we do operationally from a marketing standpoint, you're, you're, you're way ahead of a lot of the people that we work with. You, you know, this, I mean, you're, you're not a, you're not a boastful person, which I love, but you know, this, the the professionals that we deal with on a day in and day out basis, you're having to do most of the work. And it's because, it's not because they're unwilling, it's because so many of them get deer in the headlights and the thing's going to fail unless you do these things, yep. right? So you, it's not only just knowing what to do, it's knowing how to do it, how to interact, play nice in the sandbox, be helpful, kind, thoughtful, all those things, right? So anyway, I just, hey, thanks for being on the podcast. I hope if you're listening that you you recognize that, you know, it's it's not an easy you know, it's not an easy thing to become a realtor, not, and not even close to being easy, you know, in a market like Orange County. You know, what I, what I would just tell you at this point um, is if you're trying to be a solo agent, you better have a lot of people that already trust you, and you should have the tools and, you know, the support staff and all the systems to be able to support you. Um, but just educate, educate, educate. I think, I think I just want to applaud you for having the humility to say, I need a master class. And there's only, you know, people that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on, um, you know, on medical school know that they need to intern. And if they could sleep in a broom closet, that's close to the OR room of this certain surgeon that is within their specialty, that's what they're going to do even if it means I'm just going to get them coffee. And here they are spending, you know, three, $400,000 on their education. Why? Because they want a master class. Yep. How often do those opportunities come up, right? So congratulations. I, I think that has Thank a you. lot to do with your success <laughs> so far. And we're going to be super excited to uh, to see you and see, what you, see how you grow in the future. So anyway, keep tuned. Stay tuned for more uh, podcasts. We're going to be doing these more frequently and hopefully adding value uh, to real estate. And that's a wrap. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Hey, thanks again for listening to the Real Estate Roundtable. If you'd like to connect with any of the sales partners here on the Reed team, our information is below, and we'd love to chat with you.